0: I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host Kim and special guest Jenna Lab. You
1: can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to
0: the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians! Welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam, and I'm Kim. And we make the case that Mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what?
1: So you know already that we love problem strings as a really cool routine. And if you were listening last week, you heard us talk about another great routine called As Close As It
0: Gets. Yep. There are others that we love so much. Nice. Now they're not like an infinite number of others. Like there's a few that we really like, and some of them are kind of the ones that we've put our our particular bent on our sort of magic touch to. But we, we definitely like this one relational thinking. And uh, I'll give uh, the uh, CGI group credit for putting it in their algebraic thinking book, where they talked about the meaning of the equal sign and got me really thinking about relational thinking problems. And now I use them a lot. And so Kim, you get to be on the hot seat. To uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. The point of relational thinking is that we, you give students an equation and there's a blank in the equation. And when you give them the equation, so Kim, when I give you this equation today, I do not want you to do a lot of computation. I for sure don't want you to use equation solving strategies. I really want you to use relationships among the numbers to reason about the number that's missing. Okay? Okay. Yep. All right. So the first one, 15 times 18 equals 30 times blank. Let me repeat that. 15 times 18 equals 30 times blank.
1: All right. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm thinking that... I have twice as many of some things. So 15, twice as many of them would be 30. So then they need half as many as the size of the things. And I don't know that I said that so well. I'm going to let you clean up my language and I'm going to call this 30 times nine. Because if I have twice as much, twice as many, 30, then the size of those things can only be half as big. So nine.
0: So we like, could use groups here. If I have sure, okay. 15 groups of 18. Yep. But I'm telling you that's equivalent to twice as many groups. Yep. What would have to be the size of the group to have the same number of things? Yep. Say a way to say that. Another way to say that staying, we you you and I were both really general. Another way to say that would could be if I have 15 18s, I'm going to need 30 nines to have as much as I want. If I have 15 18s, I'm going to need, and I have twice as many uh i can't say twice as many 18s but i i'd I'd need twice as many groups that are half as big yep okay cool so you're filling the blank with nine Mm -hmm. all right nice 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 okay cool next one 6.1 or six and one tenth minus 2.9 or two and nine tenths equals blank minus three 6.1 6.1 minus 2.9 equals blank minus three. Okay.
1: Oh, so I, I've i thought about this before. So here's what I'm thinking. I think not about this particular problem, but I know that if I'm going to take away, I, I want to take away something nicer. So I think about the actual distance between 6.1 and 2.9 on a number line.
0: I totally just drew that on my paper.
1: Yep, me too. So if I think about the, the gap between those two numbers, I don't really like those. I'm going to actually shift that slightly to the left, like one-tenth to, to the left, left or to the right? Oh, I wrote, well, I wrote it like 6.1 minus 2.9. So if I, if I, if I put it on an actual number line, then I'm going to shift it to the right.
0: Okay. Okay. I
1: have, I have the problem written down on my paper. Gotcha. So that's going to be 6.2 minus three, because the gap between 6.2 minus three is the same distance as the gap between 6.1 and 2.9.
0: Nice. Yeah. So I just wrote on my paper, 2.9 on an open number line. And then off to the right, I wrote 6.1. And then I thought about the relationship between that 2.9 and the three And that's that three's to the right of 2.9. So I knew if I was going to shift that distance up just that 10th, then it would shift 6.1 up. Let's say sort of that jump. I kind of have a a jump drawn between 2.9 and 6.1. And then I shifted that jump up to three and 6.2. And that's, yeah, that looks just like, okay, sorry. I had to say out loud what I'd written on my paper. Cool. All right, bring it. Here's the next one. What about 3,999? Plus blank equals 4,000 plus 2,587. So okay. 3,999 plus blank yep. plus what equals 4,000 plus 2,587. Okay. So I'm actually
1: looking at the difference between 3,999 and 4,000. Okay. And so I'm thinking about, oh, I'm thinking about moving marbles, actually. Okay. And I'm thinking about if the left side, sorry, the, the right side equation, this right side of the equation, mm-hmm. the 4,000 part, that amount I want to be equivalent to the amount on the left side of the equation. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what the equal sign means. <laughs> and so I'm going to have 2,500. I'm so distracted. I'm so sorry.
0: It's raining.
1: I know so y'all know uh, it's thundering.
0: We're recording on a, a I'm very, large windows, a very <laughs> rainy, gray, overcast, <laughs> loud thunder, lightning. Oh my goodness. Fun okay.
1: Recording day. Fun recording day. Okay. So
0: I'm Kim, thinking, do you need time or help.
1: No, I don't need, <laughs> I didn't need either at this moment. I wrote something down. Okay. So I, what did I just write down? 2,586, sorry, is what I wrote down.
0: You think it might be 2,586, because?
1: Because I have...
0: Did I write the number down? Say the numbers to me again. 3,999 plus yes. blank equals 4,000 plus 2,587. Oh, I wrote the wrong number.
1: <laughs> Say yeah. to me one more time. 3,000... 900... This should not be this
0: hard. <laughs> 3,999 plus what? Equals cool. 4,000 plus 2,587. <laughs> I wrote the number down wrong. Okay, <laughs> 2,588. Why? Because because I have one more
1: marble in the pile on the... I'm looking at the right side of the equation, the 4,000. Uh-huh. And it's as if I moved one marble to the right from the 3,999 to the 4,000. Okay. So I'm going to move one marble...
0: Mm. <laughs> you're not liking this one are you no
1: i'm not why am i so distracted okay i'm thinking
0: i know that it's 2588 i'm having a hard time verbalizing i mean and that's huge right that's like a real thing that's like a a for sure thing once you have that 2588 written down and you look at the 3999 plus that 2588 what would you oh, do? Oh, because I'm
1: trying to move marbles across the equations. I want to move a marble from the twenty five eighty eight to the three thousand nine hundred and ninety nine to
0: make it four thousand plus twenty five eighty eight. Enter plus eighty seven. <laughs> <laughs> is the devil problem for you Kim is oh not liking this problem oh. oh my goodness gracious well, yeah. so that's okay. interesting because uh, for the moment you just sort of got caught up a little bit in moving marbles across the yes side, i did but that's not sort of helpful if you're really just trying to solve the problem 3999 plus 2588 if that's the problem you're trying to solve then you're really just moving marbles between those two numbers and all these
1: listeners right now are screaming <laughs> saying this is what it is And I love that you asked me, do I need time or help? Right. That because yelling numbers at me, clearly I'm not writing them down right when you say the first time. So (laughs) yelling numbers at me wouldn't have been helpful. (laughs) Cool. All right. Um,
0: So at the risk of you uh, like being done, can I give you one more? Sure. Absolutely. I'm in for it. All right. You can do it. You can do it. This time the blank is first. Okay. So blank divided by 16. Some number divided by 16. Okay. Equals 240 divided by eight.
1: Okay. Some number divided by 16. So I'm thinking about how many 16s are in that number, whatever the unknown number is. Okay. Is equivalent to how many eights are in 240.
0: That's kind of what I'm thinking about. I like that in so many ways. Oh, okay. Well, that's not how I thought about it, but but how does that help you?
1: So there's some eights in 240, but this time the group size is twice as big. So I need the amount to be twice as big to, to maintain the equi- equivalence. To maintain the equivalence.
0: Yeah. Could you, I'm, I'm curious, could you do that? You did that with group size. Could you do it with the number in the group? Like if eight was the number in the group. How many eights are in 240? Is that, yes, yes. How many eights are in 240? Uh huh. Then how do you, how does that help I think, you reason? I,
1: isn't that what I said? How many eights are in 240?
0: Um, well, is that the number of groups or is that the number in the group? How many eights are in 240? Is this? That's the number in the group. Yeah. Okay. So you said if there's eight, there's
1: some eights in 240, I think is what I said. Then I, I need to have that same number of 16s in some other amount.
0: Mm hmm. And that would have to be, four eighty, twice as big. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I was wondering is if you thought about, I don't know, I don't know if it's possible. If you thought about like there was eight groups in two hundred and forty. Mm, I see what you're saying. But now I've made the group 16, size has doubled. Now so I've made big. sixteen. No, no, the number of groups. I've got eight groups in two forty. So if I make 16 groups, what total number would give me the same number of people in those groups? I don't know if I just said that right. I
1: feel like we're saying the same thing. I think I think I, I was thinking about how many eights are in 240, so I need that same number of 16s in 480. And I think the opposite or the other way of thinking about that would be I have eight of some size in 240, And I need the same amount, but now I'm thinking about the size of 16s. Yep, that works for
0: me. So what if I also thought about it as equivalent ratios? So if I could picture that as, Mm -hmm. I I said the Mm -hmm. symbol divided by, but if I put sort of a blank Mm -hmm. divided by like over, and I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, so what it looks like on my paper, like out Mm -hmm. of 16, and then I had 240, not uh, out of eight then I can kind of think about equivalent ratios. And f- to yeah. get from the 8 to 16, I double. And to get from the 240, um, yeah. I would double the uh, dividend. Yeah. Or, I, need to, I, the need to,
1: I need to get myself to record division more in that way. That's a, that's a thing I'm going to work on.
0: All right. Because All right. I, I, I like it. do love
1: that. I, do I like love it.
0: That. I like it. So another way that I'm thinking about it that I hadn't thought about till right now is what if I was thinking about, Uh, dimension and area so it's almost like i'm saying i've got a dimension of 16 i just drew like a side length of 16 Mm -hmm. and i don't know what the area of the rectangle is Mm -hmm. and that has to have the same side length the other missing side length has to be the same as if i had a side length of 8 and an area of 240 and you can you can even consider that i just sketched out what you were saying
1: you can even consider that without knowing the other dimension i just have a, a kind of like like a line or one dimension that's just kind of doesn't end yeah and i have 8 and 240 and 16 and some amount mm-hmm. and i can tell that because the 8 doubles to the 16 then whatever the area is is going to have to double as
0: well it's going to have to double nice. it's yeah. almost like you take the 8 by whatever is 240 and then you literally like copy that rectangle and put it mm-hmm. next to itself mm-hmm. to get the 16 by double the area. Yeah. And, and it's all based on the fact that we have to keep that, that unknown dimension the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's, it's a really nice routine for cementing equivalence. Yeah, because the equivalent sign, that the equal sign means equivalence. It doesn't mean do it. All too often we get students who see an equal sign and they're like, oh, now I must do the thing. Yeah. And whatever comes before it, they sort of do. So like, for example, that first problem, 15 times 18 equals 30 times what? They might say, no, it doesn't. Like 15 times 18 is not 30. Yeah. <laughs> and to which we want to say, no, 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 like the equal sign means equivalence. You've got to figure out what, what goes in that blank to make what's on this side of the equal sign equivalent to what's on the other side of the equal yeah. sign. And that can help sort of build this idea of what uh, the equal sign means. I think there's another thing that this particular routine that we call relational thinking, I think there's another really nice thing that it can do, which is help sort of cement Uh, the equivalence strategies. So for each of the four major operations, there's a strategy that is is based on equivalence. It's based on how can I find an equivalent problem that's easier to solve? So for Mm -hmm. example, if I was in addition, a give and take compensation strategy is, or I've got this nasty problem, kind of like the one you did 3,999 plus 2,588. You're like, yuck. How could I solve that easier? Well, I'm just going to move the marble over and make it 4,000 plus 2,587. That's an easier equivalent problem. So you just solve the easier one. Similarly, for subtraction, the constant difference strategy, which we actually used to solve 6.1 minus 2.9, we use that. We, we thought about the difference between the two numbers and we shifted it up. We kept the distance constant um, to, to find an easier problem to solve. We're going to subtract 3 instead of subtracting 2.9. For multiplication, an equivalent strategy uh, could be doubling and halving. So when you double in half, you're, you're creating an equivalent problem, like 15 times 18 is equivalent to, well, double a little bit, double the 15 to 30. Then I've got a half the 18 to 9. I'm finding an equivalent problem that's easier to solve. And then for division, it's the equivalent ratio strategy. Can I turn that division problem into a ratio? find an equivalent ratio that's easier to solve and then solve that problem. So this routine, relational thinking, can be really helpful to sort of cement those equivalent strategies. And we like that. So if you're interested to see where we've got these, Kim, tell us about where they can find uh, relational thinking, instructional routines. Examples
1: Absolutely. Of. You can go to mathisfigureoutable.com and check out the Learn Now section. If you go down to learn now, then you will find the instructional routines hub that has all kinds of relational thinking. You can click on each one, find out what people have said about them on social media. You can also find the link in the show notes. That's bitly slash instruct route i n s t r u c t
0: r o u t. It's like instruct routine. Routine. We finish the word routine. <laughs> like quit making fun of my bitly link. It's fine. <laughs> Hey, so Kim, lastly, before we end this episode, I just wanted to tell you, I, I was just having a conversation with a colleague of ours yep. who said, whoa, those uh, infographics that you guys created for the developing mathematical reasoning, those are amazing. Pam, how come mm-hmm. you haven't talked about them more? And I'm like, well, how come you haven't noticed when we talked?" I mean, great, let's talk about them some more. So I just want to make sure that if you haven't heard about it, if you haven't looked at it, Y'all, you really need to check them out. They are amazing. Not only do they break down the uh, domains of the development of mathematical reasoning to help you really get a sense of each of the domains, but we also have video of real kids doing that particular kind of problem using different levels of reasoning. So, for example, you can see a student solving a multiplication problem using accounting strategy, using additive reasoning, and of course, using what we hope to get them to build them towards using multiplicative reasoning. So it can be very helpful for you to get a real sense and a feel for what we mean by these different domains of reasoning as we develop mathematical reasoning in our students. Um, oh, you can find those at uh, on the website, mathisforgrabble.com slash blog. When you get to the blog, look for the developing mathematical reasoning part four. We'll put all the links we mentioned today in the show notes, but if you want to find that blog, it's part four, development of mathematical reasoning, development of mathematical reasoning part four in the blog under learn now on the website. So if you want to learn more mathematics and refine your math teaching so that you and your students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is outable movement and help us spread the word that math is outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn
1: even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th,
0: starting at 7 p.m. Central.